my name is Autumn Dixon and this week is December 26th through January 1st and we are going to be talking about our responsibility for gospel learning. Now it's a new year so I think it's a really great time to be discussing this so we can set goals for ourselves this year and I have a great many beliefs about our responsibility to learn about the gospel but I want to talk about three specific ones. So the first one I want to talk about is that if we are not spending time getting to know our Savior by engaging with his word daily, we are living far beneath our privileges. Belief number two is that the signs of the Lord's hastening before the second coming, the signs of the Lord's hastening are everywhere. And that if we don't choose to prepare by studying the scriptures, we are going to be very unprepared for the second coming. Belief number three. I believe that if we could taste just for a little bit, if we could taste the blessings that come from daily scripture study accumulated over the course of years, if we could taste how the end feels, I believe we would have wished we started years ago. Now, some of those beliefs might seem a little dramatic, but I feel so sincerely about this. I feel that they are true. So I want to talk about those three, those three beliefs. First one is that we are living beneath our privileges if we're not getting to know our Savior by reading the scriptures, by spending time in his word. Now, as children of God, we have been offered an immense amount of privileges, not necessarily because we earned them, but just because we are children of God. Now, I think it's important to note that <laughs> these privileges were not dropped off, set up, and installed for us, right? But they have been offered to us. I think some of those privileges include a feeling of belonging and safety, or knowing a knowledge that the Lord stands behind you. So when you're walking through life, the Lord's right behind you. And no matter what obstacles you run into, you know that he is controlling all of the moving parts around you. You know, he knows what's coming in the future and what you need. He knows how to help you learn the best from the past that he has all of these circumstances all around you completely handled, right? That doesn't mean he's always going to take the obstacles just right out of your path. But when you hit those obstacles, you have this knowledge that he is in control of everything, that you're not actually in any danger, that it's literally all just this learning experience that he's given us. Now, I want to highlight a couple of those specific words that I talked about. I talked about feelings and I talked about knowledge, right? One of the privileges that we can gain from reading our scriptures is to know deep down spontaneously without forcing ourselves, without pushing it, without having to list everything we're grateful for, or without even having to consciously think about it. We know deep down that the Lord is in control, that he loves us, that we have nothing to fear, that we have every reason to rejoice because of what is coming. That is one of the privileges that we can be living with as children of God. But like I said, it wasn't dropped off, set up, and installed. 
we have to work to gain that privilege by reading our scriptures, by spending time with the Savior. Because as you spend time with him, it just naturally comes. Oh, he does have this under control. Oh, he does speak to me. Oh, he knows exactly what to say for me. Oh, he knows exactly where to lead me. As we continuously experience those things, we are able to live up to those privileges. It doesn't matter that the Lord is all-powerful. It doesn't matter how much he loves you if you don't believe it. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to take away the anxiety. It's not going to give you the peace that he has promised, right? It's not going to give you, it doesn't matter how incredible our Savior Jesus Christ is. It doesn't matter if you don't know it, right? If you are not actually learning about it and having and spending that time in the scriptures so that it can become ingrained into every fiber of your being, right? That is where you find the privileges that you're looking for. And Heavenly Father is not going to force us to follow him or he's not going to force us to learn the gospel. He's not going to force us to love him and believe him. We have to choose to do that. And whenever we choose not to do that, or I guess a more accurate way of saying that, whenever we choose to do something else instead of learning about the gospel, instead of spending time in the scriptures, we are choosing anxiety. We're choosing to stay stressed. We're choosing to remain in this state where mortality feels really, really much harder than it needs to feel, right? It doesn't have to feel that hard when you have that relationship with the Savior. We can profess a belief in our Savior, Jesus Christ, all we want, but until it's ingrained into who we are because we've been spending time with him, until it's ingrained into who we are, it's not going to give us the privileges that we were always meant to enjoy as children of God. I want you to look at the Israelites. The Israelites believed enough that they followed Moses out of Egypt, right? They followed him. They had a couple of experiences with the Lord's power. They followed him out. But the second that they hit that obstacle at the Red Sea, it all came apart and they were terrified, right? And that's not a judgment thing because I am still working on all of this myself. But they completely fell apart. They had not yet been able to spend enough time with him where they could be like Moses, where they're like, it's okay. It is all going to work out. We have the Lord. It does take time. It totally takes time. It's not something that you don't have one wonderful experience and all of a sudden you just know that the Savior's always got your back, right? I can think of a few different times in my life where I've had this like really overpowering, really, really powerful experience that I've had with the Savior. And it did change my life for a couple of days. And when I look back on it, I'm very grateful for those experiences, but they are nothing in comparison to the daily small experiences that I've had with the Lord. If you really want to be living up to all of your privileges as a child of God, it means that you have to step up and spend time with the Savior by reading your scriptures, by learning about the gospel every single day. That's why it is a responsibility. That's why the Lord expects us to do it. He wants our trust and our faith and our peace to be a knee-jerk reaction whenever we run into an obstacle in mortality. He wants us to feel completely different about mortality, completely different about the eternities that are coming because we can just automatically feel that the creator of all of this is on our side. Belief number two, 
I see signs of hastening everywhere and it makes me really excited. If we are not investing time into learning about the gospel, we are going to be very unprepared for the events that are meant to happen before the second coming. So we see the hastening everywhere, right? The Lord is going to hasten his work before the second coming. We see it everywhere. The world is in commotion and men's hearts are failing them and lots of earthquakes, yada, 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 right? All these signs. We can also see signs of the hastening within the church. So it was prophesied a long time ago that the Gentiles would reject the gospel and that there would be renewed emphasis on gathering the house of Israel. And I feel like that's all President Nelson talks about. I think one of the first times I really noticed the hastening is when they changed the mission age. And I think it's wonderful that the men were also able to go out earlier, but I think we have just begun to scratch the surface, the surface on what it means to have all of these women serving missions. I believe it with everything in me that these women are going to come home and teach their kids and teach at church and lead out and follow the spirit and live up to who they are as daughters of God. The fact that they're serving missions, I am so, I feel like that was one of the first steps in the hastening, right? We saw all this missionary work happening and all this really cool stuff. And there were so many missionaries out. I don't think we've even begun to scratch the surface of what it really means that these women are going to come home and they're going to change the whole church. <laughs> they're going to prepare the generation, the next generations to welcome in the Savior. The most recent example I have found of the hastening is how they changed the strength of youth pamphlet. And my husband made fun of me because of how excited I got, especially because I don't have any children that are in the youth program yet. But I was so excited because of what it means. They are much more principle-based and much less rules-focused. And imagine what that means. <laughs> it is implying that we are now at a point in our church society where we don't need those extra rules. We, The next generation is prepared to live off of principles, right? That means they are that much closer to being prepared to welcome in the Savior. Imagine the power of going to your youth and instead of saying, here's your rules and this is these are the lines that you don't cross. Imagine the power of saying, when you put on your clothes in the morning, do you feel like a daughter of God? Do you feel like a son of God, Right. Do you feel like you are going to be able to present the best of yourself or whenever you're approaching media, right? Whether it is a PG-13 movie or anything you can run into on the internet, right? Imagine the power of being able to teach them instead of being like, okay, no R-rated movies. And then sometimes PG-13 movies, right? Instead of teaching that, teaching when you turn on that television, when you turn on your computer, when you open media, you pay attention to what the Spirit's telling you. You pay attention to how you feel. It is going to propel them so much farther. It is going to prepare them to follow that Spirit so much younger. <laughs> and we're just going to keep progressing really fast towards Savior. So those are all the signs that I've seen for the hastening coming. And there's a lot more. Those are just a couple. And we know that as we approach the second coming, the world is going to get worse. It's been prophesied that it's going to get pretty bad. In fact, some of them still freak me out a lot. We know that our day is supposed to reflect the book of Helaman and the book of third Nephi. And I don't know if you remember what happened before the savior came to the Americas in third Nephi, 
wasn't fun. There are three, in fact, one of the things is there are three days of darkness, right? And maybe it's not going to exactly be three days of darkness, but pull the principle out with me. When it gets to that point, when the world gets that scary, when things get that hard, and you are sitting in your three days of darkness, how will you feel? Will you be able to, will you be looking around like, what if it's not true? What if I'm stuck in this darkness? What if we all just starve to death? What's going to happen to the world, right? If the sun is covered up for forever because there are volcanoes and earthquakes, like what is going to happen? I don't know if everything that I've studied is true or everything that I've been taught to believe is true. Or will you recognize the signs of the Savior's coming? Will you be able to hug your family close and be like, it's just a little bit longer and the Savior will be here and it'll be okay. How you feel during this entire process before the second coming, how you feel during these times will largely be determined, if not all determined, will largely be determined by the time you invest in your scriptures every day. I really believe that (laughs) because that's what's going to change how you feel about the Savior. That's what's going to change you so that you can feel the Savior. The courage, the spiritual stamina, the strength, the peace that you need to survive (laughs) before the second coming will be acquired over time, (laughs) right? It's not like the parable of the 10 virgins, right? It's not something that you can just go do right then and there, right as the second coming is happening. You have to gather it ahead of time. We have to be wise enough to look into the future and know why we desperately need to be studying the gospel today and every single day. Third belief, if we could taste of those blessings, if we could look fast forward in the future, and we have been studying every single day for years, if we could fast forward in the future and just taste those blessings for just a little bit as we are now, we will wish we had started years ago. My daily scripture study habit started when I was in high school. (laughs) I remember learning that it was a commandment to study the scriptures. And my perfectionist personality at the time was not about to let that slip through the cracks. So what I did is I took my scripture quad and I put it next to my bed. And then, so I would never forget. So when I was going to bed and I was ready to lean over and turn off my lamp, I would see the scriptures there, flip it open, read one verse, get basically nothing out of it, (laughs) close the scriptures and then go to bed. But I was keeping commandments, right? I don't know how much I gleaned then, (laughs) But I do know this, that it developed into more. That one verse of something that didn't necessarily change my life then, that one verse evolved. It turned into longer reading on my mission. It turned into studying. After my mission, it turned into desperate attempts to figure out whether I should marry Connor. And it's just evolved, 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 right? Over and over and over again. And if I could travel back in time to talk to my younger self. I would love to tell her what she would be bringing into her life because of what she was doing, reading just that one verse every day.
And I actually have been thinking about that a lot lately, how different my life might have felt and been if I had invested that time from the beginning. I think about how much easier high school would have been, right? How much more fulfilling my relationships would have been, how much more I would have been able to appreciate the blessings that I had been given, how much wiser my decisions would have been. When you have a really, really good friend in life, if you can think back in your life and think of one really good friend that you've had, how much it changes how life feels to have that person at your side, right? To know that when you run into something difficult that they're going to have your back, to know that they love you and will support you even at your worst, And being able to develop the kind of friendship that gives you those blessings takes time. And it is the same way with developing a relationship with our perfect friend, Jesus Christ. It's a pretty big theme throughout this whole video. It takes time. It is a responsibility to learn every single day about the Savior, to invest time into that friendship into that relationship every single day so that we can live up to our privileges so that we don't have to be scared when the world is coming to an end, right? I want to leave you with these verses. So this is 2 Nephi, it's chapter 31. It's verses 19 through 20. It says, and now my beloved brethren, after you have gotten into the straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, nay, For ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore, ye must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and a love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. so many aspects of eternal life, the things that we are so excited to experience on the other side, so many aspects, some of even the best aspects of eternal life can be experienced here if we are willing to feast upon the word of Jesus Christ. I am unspeakably grateful for the Come Follow Me program and how it's changed me and my home and my family how it has changed my perspective on mortality and eternal life. I'm grateful for the scriptures. I'm grateful for the commandment to study the gospel. I can think of very few things that have brought me more happiness and peace, more security and belonging, that have taken away more of my worries. I can think of few things more powerful than daily gospel learning. I'm grateful that my Savior asked me to do those things and that he blesses me for doing those things and that he wants to have a relationship with me. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.